Yo, 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 it's the Minnesota Sports Variety Show. We've got opinions and now we've got a platform. It's your co-host, Eric Grady, here on a lovely Friday afternoon in uh, Chanhassen, Minnesota. Joining me, as always, the one and only David Zeller, coming at you from St. Paul, I'm assuming. Yep, and boy, do we have opinions on some stuff that's happened this week. So <laughs> we, we sure do, waste, right, right in our wheelhouse. Yeah, let's not waste any time and, and, and get into it. It, it, may, it may have been the greatest Minnesota sports week ever, um, barring that loons uh debacle against wednesday uh, against lafc on wednesday but that maybe leads into one of the great things that happened this week so absolutely well let's let, let's just let's tease that for now and let's start with the uh the big the big news the twins finally get it done after fucking 18 20 years whatever it was uh we finally 18, put so, the, the nail eight, in the coffin 18 straight uh, playoff games lost uh 19 years uh 2000 wow. <clears throat> excuse me 2004 was the last time they won a playoff game. The last time they won a playoff game at home, uh, Eric, 2002. I was at that game. 2002. Uh, But, yeah, they get off the schneid uh, against the Toronto Blue Jays on Tuesday, um, winning a game 3-1. to I mean, the the best part about this game, I I watched – I was able to watch the first, like, three innings of this game um, because I was watching soccer as well. Uh, and then I had to go home and cook dinner and all that. And I don't have cable at my house or, or uh, any of the streaming packages or whatever. So I, I was following along on game day on my on my phone, the MLB uh, game day app. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, Royce Lewis, man, that dude is, I mean, I think what they were saying, you know, he looked like Kirby Puckett smiling around in the bases. Like that mm-hmm. was fucking – and two home runs in his first two at-bats, the only other twin to do that, Gary Gaetti. Bombs, too. That second one was almost a 400-foot bomb. Also a third baseman. Uh, Royce Lewis obviously was playing DH in this series because he's still not 100% recovered. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully he is able to get back and play in the field, hopefully, against Houston. I I doubt it. But, yeah, man, that that first game was just absolutely amazing. And then watching – I was watching the game day – uh, the game cast or whatever um, on MLB, and I was literally seeing, like, 102-mile-per-hour, like, splitters. Um, come, like that's what they were like 101.9. I'm like, holy wow. fuck, that must have been amazing watching it in uh, it, like live. And so, but yeah, I was like punching my butt the entire time. It was uh, <laughs> as, as Alice Ferguson of Manchester United fame. It's squeaky bum time. The squeaky ninth inning, time. always squeaky bum time with Minnesota. Uh, the Minnesota because there, so. there are some questions about our relief pitching, right? That's where we can maybe is that middle relievers once we get the lead and we've got the closers and whatnot, but just those middle guys are. A little yeah, streaky. It's getting to it's getting to the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. That's yeah. where we where we had some some running some issues. So, but the relief pitching um, was great, and game one held on for the three one win, right? And even better in game two, man. Honestly, yeah. like so. Yeah, if, if there's a, did you have anything else from game one that you that you when you were watching or listening to the game at all? Or no, no, just the the main things were um, that the the bombs. I mean, the, just the moonshots. That is, you know, first at bat. 386 foot home run to left and then another uh solo shot 397 feet to right it's just he's spraying them all over and that's that's pretty exciting to see we have some really young exciting talent in this town with jj and and edwards and uh and royce lewis it's um you know you need those kind of guys to step up in the playoffs and be like rise to the moment type of guys and kind of the climb on my back kirby puckett and uh you know, and I know also um, Carlos Correa said that he 
like he likes to say that his October is his time or whatever. So if we got a couple so, guys that can, you know, great, if they're playing a, their best ball right now, yeah, let's go, that's right? A great transition to Carlos Correa because he had um, probably the play of the game um, when Jorge Polanco playing third base uh, because Royce Lewis is can can only DH and Royce. I mean, I don't know if you watched Royce Lewis run in, in either of the first two games. Uh, he. Does, he's not running 100%, so like having him play third base would have been a, probably an absolute debacle. The only reason he's on this roster is because he can hit, and he can kind of run maybe like 75%. But Correa makes an amazing play after Hoy Polanco uh, biffs the ball uh, at third base, throwing uh, Bo Bichette, Dante Bichette's son, out at home plate. Um, absolutely amazing play, saved the game, uh, keeps it, uh, I think, 3 nothing at the time. Uh, Minnesota United scores, or, or sorry, um, Toronto scores another run <clears throat> later in the game, but it's not, it's not, uh, not a big deal. And then Carlos Correa, so we'll transition to the second game. He's the guy in the second game. <clears throat> you talk about like, uh, Kirby Puckett sort of like jump on my back, boys. Like, like I'm taking you, I'm taking you to the promised land. Uh, Correa makes a, an amazing, amazing defensive play again, this time, uh, getting, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. out in a, in a pickoff attempt. And I think it was, I believe it was the fifth inning, um, after Twins had taken, had scored two runs. They had bases loaded, nobody out, managed to score two runs out of that. Um, Carlos Correa providing the hit. And Correa scored. called for the pickoff play, right? He's so, the hold one on. that so, yeah, yeah, we'll, it. Okay. We'll, we'll yeah, jump yeah. to it in a sec. But yeah, Carlos, so, so they load the bases. So Jose Barrios, let me step back. Jose Barrios, former Twins pitcher, was dealing. He was throwing nasty stuff. I was at this game. I was watching this game. I was sitting, like, in Section 319. So, like, I had a really great view of home plate up from above, like, right down the first like down the first baseline. Um, Correa, or, uh, Barrios was dealing, and he was dealing well. Uh, he gets into a little bit of trouble in the in the fourth inning, uh, walks a guy, gets a hit, and then they Toronto brings in uh, – Kisuse uh, Kikuchi, their Japanese left-hander, um, he gets into a little bit of trouble too. Carlos Correa gets a, a very weak liner, scores a run, uh, and then I can't remember who it was who bounced. Maybe it was Royce. No, it wasn't Royce Lewis. Someone else bounced, like bounced into double play, which scored a run. So they had bases loaded, nobody out. They scored two runs, which is like not great considering everything. Like the team has not really hit all that well. Um, but then the, in like the next inning, <clears throat> the fifth inning. Uh, Toronto gets two guys on, um, second and third, two outs, and yes, to your point. So Carlos Correa, it, I've never, I've never been in Target Field when it's that loud. <clears throat> Target Field was loud. It was like nice, Wonderwall, Allianz Field level loudness for right. almost the entire game. <clears throat> and so, if we found out later that Carlos Correa had mentioned to Sonny Gray, like, hey, like, I don't think the guys at second base can hear the third base coach. Like the third base coach is the one who's yelling, get back, get back, get back when there's a pickoff play or whatever. And so, um, Carlos Gray, you know, noted that told Sonny Gray and they, you know, I don't know if they had set up a system, you know, a, a nose touch, a hat touch or, you know, chest or whatever, but like basically said, and I think talking with Jeffers too, like, Hey, like when there's, when there's some gap here, if they can't hear the guy that's telling them to get back, like we can make a, we can make a run. And yeah, with two outs, Dante, or sorry, I keep saying Dante Bichette. That was one of my favorite players growing up. <clears throat> His kid, Bo Bichette, three, two, full count, um, second and third. So like, there's still a man on first base. So Sonny Gray doesn't have to necessarily pitch to him fully. Um, but he turns, spins, uh, and just, and gets 
Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on a pickoff move in the second, in the fifth inning uh, for the third out. And it was absolutely like the place, Eric, the place fucking erupted. It was, um, it was, and then he sat, sat out there like, cause he, he said, I was safe, I was safe, you know, replay, replay. And they, you know, they did a challenge. And of course it was, he was, wait, he was so far out. It was insane how far out he was. But man, that place was fucking amazing. It was blowing up. That's awesome. I, I went to um, a Twins playoff game at Target Field when they played the Yankees, and, like, we started off with the lead, and we were all excited, and it was like, oh, we're going to beat the the Yankees, and, I mean, it was, like, way premature, you know, celebration. I think we were ahead in the fourth inning or something, and then, the obviously, the Yankees ended up smoking us, but um, it, it, can, it can turn quickly in baseball, like you said. I mean, um, yeah. in the playoffs, there's less runs, but, you know, what's the average game, like? five four four three i mean usually and yeah something like that you know it's a little bit it, less in the playoffs but yeah and that was i mean the big thing there was like then basically the the bullpen shut shut the blue jays down um i mean this is one of the better offenses in baseball and they scored one run over 18 yeah. innings it's huge. Uh, this is like this is not <laughs> this is not your dad's twin scene this is not our twin team like man listen like i'm 41 years old like this is not the twin teams i grew up with having good pitching and which I think, you know, and, the, the, you know, say what you want about the boy geniuses uh, over there at uh, at Target Field. They they, uh, they decided pitching was the way to go. And then they built a team that could hit well enough at Target Field and, and maybe on the road. Uh, and you know what, man? Like, listen, we've we all just wanted to like I think everybody in Minnesota was like just win a game we don't even care if we win the goddamn <laughs> series just win a game and then and then they won the game on uh tuesday and everybody like i think i don't think people i don't think t- people in the twins organization like rocco baldelli mentioned it in his post-game press conference he's like i've never heard it that loud before yeah ever Kirk well, that's Cousins, great I mean, that the fans really came out hard for it. yeah it's not Kirk, and then Kirk wanna, yeah there. yeah want to want to like we can transition to the to the vikings here after this but like and this is maybe a great transition like Kirk cousins like he, he decided he says listen to the the Randball podcast and he he like they, he was brand brand was out at like the vikings media thing on, on wednesday and he's like yeah like we decided like we're in town buy a ticket like they went on incognito like <laughs> kirk put like i think he apparently put a hat on and like some sunglasses and try to keep uh, a low profile with him and his him and his kids and his wife I saw and, that picture and yeah. he was like he was like and he, he turned to his wife and he was like is this how loud it is at u.s bank when like we're doing well and his wife was like yeah man this is like <laughs> so like i think i think the thing that people don't realize I mean, maybe maybe athletes don't realize it, but like I think it's, as fans, maybe don't necessarily like we we yell and cheer and all that, but like the enthusiasm and like the positivity that a fan base can bring. And I know, I know. Here's the thing: like the soccer, well, soccer it was the wonder it was the Wonderwall's fault this year. Then Mi- Minnesota, no, 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 no. Bad. <laughs> Trust me, Minnesota United players talk about this all the time about how important it being that loud in the stadium is like, and, and you don't hear, you don't hear that, that being talked about by like by Vikings players or twins players yeah. regularly. Right. And maybe it's cause it's not as loud, like, like the, the wonder wall and, and not just the wonder wall, but all the answer generally brings it for 90 minutes. Right. And it's 90 they minutes. Do. It's straight. There's not breaks. You can just like go and you just yell and cheer and take a break. And then somebody else is going to like lift your voice up and yell and cheer. And then you can jump back in after you've swug your beer or soda yeah, or, or drink water 90, or whatever. Drink 90 drink or whatever. Yep. Yeah. But I, so I think one of the things that is that people don't necessarily realize is that like the fans are 
fucking care, man. We really fucking care. And and I know I know it's, I know players don't take don't take that uh don't take that for granted. But I think sometimes it's it's nice for them to get reminded. So like, a transition to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and all that. It's like it's great for them to be reminded. Like, hey, man, like this is a this is a passionate passionate group of people. Um, and they care. So I'll, I'll let you yeah. transition to talk about no, that. No, and, and I think, um, and, and I, I think, you know, the, t- the team's been playing great. Like they've, they've had some luck, like Max Kepler turned his, uh, season around. Um, they've had, you know, a timely hitting now. People are starting to come together at the right time. It's kind of a little bit like the, the N- NHL playoffs where it's like get hot at the end, get a hot goaltender and like go on a run. Like that's kind of the way the 1987 twins won. Like they weren't a very, good team at all but it all came together at the right time and and we've seen that with minnesota united in tournaments they've they've played quite well above usually above their kind of their average so you know a little bit of luck the blue jays had a great hit that went like a foot foul and so you know um things can go one way or the other and uh shades shades of new york yeah uh, minnesota uh phil cuzzy and all that phil cuzzy yeah that was just i think it was name yeah Oh man, my one friend used to be so pissed at that guy. Um, and then I guess the big controversy was also that they pulled uh, Barrios early. I um, I like listening to Patrick Roycey and and Judd and Mackey, and Roycey was just apoplectic about them pulling it. He was like, it was the worst like decision in like the 120 years of baseball or whatever was pulling him. But um, I thought that was was pretty funny for sure. It sounded like they had looked at the analytics wait, and they were going to pull that, him was, in the fourth, no matter what. Ro- was that a Roycey take that that was the worst? Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, yeah. fuck Roycey. Like, that dude is like, I I mean, I generally like him as a person, but he's a raging uh, piece of shit, it was, honestly. It was, so, so. it was so funny. But um, so anyways, it, you know, it's going our way. So just a quick look at Houston coming up, uh, game one tomorrow. Uh, we got Verlander, the, uh, you know, one of the the greats of the game for twin long killer, ass time. He's 40 years old. Yeah, twin That's, killer, 40 years old. Nobody. Ball, game one. <laughs> Eric, I'll say nobody has struck out more twins in the 20th century than than Justin Verlander. Well, he's been pitching for 20 years, so that helps. But yeah, I mean, he's been really good. I mean, the Yankees used to just fucking destroy him. No, Justin Verlander is the (sighs) is the is one who struck out the most twins in the like. In the last twenty, in the last twenty, twenty three oh, years. Lovely. So, well, yeah. he's he he hasn't he's been he was he's been good. He you know the, he was good in his first playoff game, but he his, this season wasn't like a epic season for him. He was uh, thirteen and eight with a three twenty two ERA, um, and he's going up against Bailey Ober for us eight and six three forty three ERA. Um, and we we actually went four and two against Houston in the regular season, but it's been a while. We won the series at home in April and another at uh, at their stadium in May. So it's been four months since we met them. But um, the Astros have played 92 playoff games since the start of the 2015 season, which is more than any team in baseball. And um, so Houston's got you know the pedigree. They only yeah. won 90 games this year, but they've been in the ALCS seven years in a row. So it's kind of the uh, plucky yeah. team versus the. Been there, done that yeah. team. So I, I will also say about the Houston, the Houston <clears throat> Twin series. Like both teams were completely different at that time, right? Like the yes. Twins have have very much clicked on the the Astros are a much different team. Um, I'm curious about Bailey Ober uh, being the game three starter. Joe Ryan was uh, apparently in line to start game three. Um, or sorry, sorry, Bailey Ober be game one starter. Joe Ryan. So I'm, I haven't seen the the full roster yet. If Joe Ryan is on the roster or if they're um, expecting Bailey Ober to go uh, game for Game Four if if they need to, so it'll be interesting uh, for sure, for sure. So and this is yeah, the I'm, way, look, I'm looking forward to it. I this is a, di- I, this no, is a <laughs> dynastic team, right? They've been to the, yeah. the uh, World Play- Series four years in the last seven. Playoffs and, and like, sports are fun, two, man. Like 
It's, World you Series. know, I don't, I don't so. watch a ton of baseball, but I had like baseball on the other night and my daughter's like, why are you watching baseball? You don't watch baseball. I'm like, shit, if we're in the playoffs and we have a chance to win the championship, I'll fucking watch lacrosse. I'll watch Lynx basketball. Like, I want to win some stuff in this goddamn I, town, man. I, I, I've, ta- I've, ta- for it. Like, I've talked about it. I've talked about it before. The last time we won the World Series, uh, the Yankees were not, did not make the playoffs. However, I'm going to amend that, Eric. I've, I've said this several times on the podcast. The last time we won the World Series, we had to beat the Blue Jays and then the Braves. It's all so, coming together. Just, just saying. The moon and the stars are aligning, and the seventh gonna, house of I, Jupiter. I, I, I think this is going to be a very sports-heavy podcast of the sports variety show, so we should probably move on to all other, right. other Okay, sports. so um, you know, in uh, just real, we'll keep it short and sweet on the Vikings and Gophers this week. Um, Vikes have a really tough uh, contest. They play Kansas City. Everybody knows Kansas City. Patty Mahomes, the. Uh, <sighs> the man, the myth, the legend. Um, he hasn't really been playing that great this year, though. My wife drafted him in fantasy, and she's been a, a little disappointed with him. Um, last last week in particular, uh, he went 18 of 30 with only one touchdown, and he had two picks, which is versus the Jets. They have a very good defense, but still, you know, usually it doesn't it doesn't matter for Patty. Um, you know, then the big question is with Travis Kelsey: Is T Swift going to be in the in the arena? Okay. Right? Say, everybody, the more, the, everybody the wants to know. Question, the most yeah, important question. I'm hearing no. Down. From people on, like uh, the Purple Insider thing, but I don't, I don't know if people really know. But um, there's this whole like line of TikTok jokes where people basically, it's mainly women saying like, "Oh, Taylor Swift is going to make this guy popular or whatever," and kind of like play dumb about it. It's kind of, it's kind of a, it was funny at first. It's gotten kind of old, but I saw one yesterday that was the reverse of it. It was the guy who was like more into music, and he was asking like his wife, who was like a big sports nut, about like, "Who's this, this Travis?" I'll say guy is going to get famous now that he's like dating Taylor Swift. And she was just like, he's, he's the best tight end of all time and like freaking out. So, but um, it, it should be interesting. It makes it more entertainment to like, you know, a lot of people, I know that the Swifties are getting into it. So anyway, uh, that's what the NFL is, is entertainment. Right. And uh, hopefully, hopefully they can be good. I think one thing that I was, I was kind of mistaken about this season as I thought a lot of our problems were attributable to the line and Kirk not having a lot of time. But actually, I heard on a, a podcast this week that Kirk is the seventh lowest pressured quarterback in the league. And so I was pretty pretty surprised about that. I mean, a lot of the pressure is coming over the right guard. So the big question is, Dalton Reisner going to play? They paid this guy you know, a couple million dollars with, you know, up to like another million in incentives to play. And they've sat him the last couple of games and so it's like uh hopefully he's going to play because ed ingram has given up the second most pressures from the guard position in the entire league and he has six qb hits allowed and for like good guards that's an entire season worth of, of qb hits so um if kirk has time he's usually good he put up a lot of good stats in the first few weeks so i think the vikes are going to need a lot of luck i mean a lot of this season has just been losing the turnover battle and you know the kansas city has good good rush good pass rush good line and we just can't we can't have those like sack fumbles or picks we have to be we got to play a clean game I, I i think we have a good shot like obviously kansas city is the is the favorite but you know the nfl like e- even if they're the favorites it's like 58 42 you know what i mean it's not like uh it's a shoe in it you just you know turnovers and big plays and hell i mean detroit beat them in game one i know kelsey was hurt and all of his receivers had the dropsies that day. Kadarius and Tony, I think, dropped like six passes. But anyway, the the, Vi- the Vikes have a shot. They can they can play with them. But 
if I was betting on it, I would I would bet Kansas City, right? I would I would never bet against Patty Mahomes. So anyway, yeah. uh, going on to the uh, anything on the uh, the Vikes? No. Are you gonna you gonna watch no, the, the Taylor Swift show? As they talk talk about uh, uh, one team that's gonna get curb stomped to another team that's gonna get curb stomped. Um, well, with, least, with the at Vikings, least at least, bo- at least I would be shocked if the Vikings win. If the Gophers win, I'll fucking I'll go rush the stage. I'll go rush the field like from Chanhassen. I'll I'll jog there, <laughs> rush the field. <laughs> if we take down number two Michigan, but um, yeah, that that's going to be a tall order. Uh, I'd like to see them just try to keep it competitive for a while. Like, don't get Nebraska eighty-one zero. I, I I don't know. Try to. That's been a Be while. competitive. That, that's, right, the, yeah. that's the bar for this game. I think that's the easiest um, thing we can say about uh, Gophers. Like, just don't get curb stomped. Yeah, yeah. Try to not be a complete embarrassment. Um, and then we get to our favorite part of the show. Burying the lead, my friend. Burying, Burying the, lead. the fucking lead. I wonder if I can drop in the ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch, the mean old witch. So here's the thing, like, uh, I think every, I mean, everybody, most, most people who know me, let's like know my feelings on Adrian Thou, Adrian Heath and, and his, um, disastrous tenure, uh, as the loons manager. And you were on, you went on a little Heath out rant a few weeks ago and rightfully so. And would you say disastrous? I would say more like mixed. It was, I mean, no, apps. So we can litigate disasters or, or whatnot, but like this man had an opportunity to win a trophy and benched the leading goal scorer in the competition. That was disastrous. He and then went into the, those app, those neck, those playoffs, the 2019 playoffs. And you know who did not start? Um, his leading goal scorer did not start in the game in 2019. It's, it's so you can say, yes, it was, it was in the, in the, uh, grand parlance of minnesota uh sports mediocrity he was fucking mediocre he was like right yeah. in the middle right he, he wasn't he made tim a brewster. couple nice runs and he wasn't tim but, brewster yeah. he wasn't jim wacker um no, he got him to a western was, conference finals he got him definitely to a, a cup not, final but yeah he was but he was definitely not like good in any no. any way shape or form um he in and and as we as, as i've mentioned many times on this several times on this podcast um this is the most talented lineup this like talented roster top to bottom that this team has ever ever had and it was no no it absolutely was 100 percent. you talk about 2019 with Icopara and Aguilonzo they yeah, brought in that's a, what they I brought was in saying a, they brought that's in a pretty high end. no 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 but they were on the they were on the ends of their career right what has Aguilonzo oh. done since he left Minnesota right now they, they were retired, pretty strong though. and now that, I, no no well, that's fine strong talented different no yeah absolutely not this team is way more talented than that 2019 or 2020 teams were like this team is immensely more talented and the fact that Parts um no no the entirety of the team is buddy like we I can know, argue will, about this like, if will, you want will trap is on this i mean there's a but john gray there's a bunch of just average like replacement level guys that anybody could replace them i mean they're they're mid at best yeah. Yeah, and there as there were on there was way more of those on the 2019 mm. 2020 teams than there were on this team. Like what's Yeah, I mean like, I, you're right. We didn't have our best player at the beginning of the year. Bongi all of a sudden is gassed. I mean, yeah, it's been it's been well, up and down. A, I hear you. There's, there's talent there's on this a, team. There's a reason Bongi is gassed. It's because he's played 
almost 50% more minutes yeah. this year than he did than he played last year. He's been mismanaged. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. So, if people haven't figured it out by now, Adrian Heath is out. The, so, the, the crazy thing is, and this is the thing I did not actually think would happen. I think, I think I, I think I mentioned this on the last days I know podcast is like the least likely scenario, in my opinion, was that they would just like fire Heath, fire Watson, clean house. Um, and I said they'll do that at the end of the year. They decided to do this today, Friday, uh, Friday morning, actually. And not just because like, I always assumed, I always assumed that Heath would, that they would probably say, hey, buddy, you need to retire at the end of the year and then push him up to the sporting director job, which he was mostly doing anyways. Um, and they just said no. They cut the head off and cut it off with both him and Mark Watson. Uh, who Maybe Harrison Heath takes director. over. No, Harrison's out as well, oh, um, as a matter God, of fact. God. So, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people were, were a little concerned about that, too. But it's a it was a. It was surprising. Um, yeah. So I, I said I, I, I talked to some people and, and it was like, this is actually happening. I think this might actually be happening. And then this is like last night and in, into the morning and then then saw the news at like 830. I was like, oh, fuck, it's actually happening. So I don't know, man, I'm I, I'm I am beyond ecstatic. This is this is that I've been I've been on the heat out train for seven years, which is the entire time he's been coaching this team. I was on that train the moment the day I met him, which I don't know if people were like people who haven't been following the team forever. Like Adrian Heath was not. I mean, Minnesota United had a history before Adrian Heath um, and not just like as a MLS team, but like Minnesota United was actually technically an NASL team. And then before that, there was the the Stars and Thunder. So like there's a history of Minnesota soccer. And um, I remember the day he was announced, a lot of a bunch of sports were invited to the local to meet Adrian Heath. And like he came down from a balcony and, and whatever, da, 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 like walked down shaking hands, whatever. And, uh, I was where I was wearing, I can't remember what I was wearing. I think there's, there's, there's still a picture of, of me of this, but I was wearing my, my Liverpool hat and I was shaking his hand. He's like, and we're getting a picture. He's like, you have to take that hat off. I'm like, ha 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 ha. He's like, no, no, take that hat off. And I was like, Whoa, no. Okay. He's like, and he like looked at me like, why wouldn't you do what I say you should do? And then I was like, Oh, like, that moment, even before that moment, I, I did not like this guy at all, period. And then that moment, I was just like solidified. I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's a this guy is a is a vindictive cunt. Uh, yep. And I don't use I don't use that word very. I use that word very, very lightly because that's a the, very the British word. use it a lot more. Uh, yeah. Common. But here. Yeah. But he is. Much. He was he was he just he if you were not his guy, he did not like you. And that I think that was borne out many times over. Um, but the fact that like I had a buddy of mine who was like looking at Reddit uh, a couple of days ago, like of seeing what the vibe was on Reddit, and everybody was like, "Yeah, this is probably time to go." And we're like, "I was like, wait, fucking Reddit is is finally on the heat out train? Like this goddamn train I've been conducting? I've been conducting? I've been I've been the engineer, Eric, of this goddamn train?" Oh, for seven I know. Years. I, I listen to your show every week. I'm well aware. You've probably said the words "heath out" more than anyone in this goddamn town. But uh, in the I, world, I think in the world. I, in the world, yeah, for sure. Um, I I think you can get away with being kind of a chode if you if you win a lot. If you're like a Bill Belichick, like you can get away with just kind of being a dick, and it's like, well, it's Bill Belichick. What are you gonna do? If you're kind of like an average, slightly above average coach, you better fucking be nice, man. Like we were already like 
why, you know, why do we have to put up with you? And then you're, you know, you kind of come at the fans and say, we don't know a lot and just are always kind of just crabby. And it's like, you're not, you're not good enough for us to have to put up with this. Like you, you should be like going out of your way to be friendly. So anyways, um, all right. Well, let's let's well, transition away from sports here. Okay. What, go ahead. One more thing, and then we yeah. transition away. Um, the uh, uh, a former uh, president of the team um, had this really great thing on on Twitter, basically saying like, "Yeah, you you can use playoff appearances as a, a thing, but that's sure. like fogging a mirror. Like, yeah, literally anybody can do it with seventy like, percent yeah, of the in, team in MOS." Literally anybody can fog a mirror. Like you don't have to have any brain function. If you can just breathe, you right. push air out of your mouth, you can fog a mirror. And so yeah. I think that was a pretty apt uh, description of the Adrian Heath tenure in Minnesota. Yes, let's transition uh, and wrap this fucking shit up. Okay, so I've had this one on for a while here, but I thought it was um, interesting because uh, it comes from our friends in England. Since we both follow um, English teams, I. I I read a lot of English news from like Sky News and just various different BBC and blah, blah. And I didn't even had heard of this type of dog breed before. And basically it's a large pit bull. Um, it's called the Bully XL and they can be like 130 plus pounds. And uh, it's a relatively new breed of dog. Um, they started in like the 80s and 90s, but it officially became like a breed in like the early 2000s. So it's one of the only like 21st century dog breeds apparently, but they've had a lot of problems in England with them, uh, just like biting people. Um, and there's kind of some question about, is this like a class element? It's uh, it's oftentimes people in like worse neighborhoods have these kind of dogs as like protection or, or whatever. Um, gangs like to have them uh, allegedly. So um Britain banned pit bulls actually in 1991, um, and so they have some like history with this type of thing. And so I know here there's been some, and yeah, they stand between 21 and 23 inches, so they're quite large. Uh, there's been some issues with pit bulls in America, you know, as we know. And and it's really it's not the dog breed; it's the people that are you know breeding them that that you know <clears throat> cause these kind of problems. But yeah. Um, I, uh, my, my friend actually got his face bit one time by, by a pit bull and it, it grabbed, he was, he was messing with the dog a lot and I'm sure that it wasn't really the dog's fault, but it, I think the bigger thing is just, they're so big and they're so strong and they're, they're, you know, bred for, um, you know, to, to be like whatever, 40% of all dog attacks in the country are, uh, responsible for, you know, this type of dog. So it's just a question mm. of, is that, is it, is it too dangerous? I, you know, I don't know. No, I, I mean, yeah, it, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't know if, if you're so as a baseball fan, like um, there's a huge, uh, there's a huge controversy. I think it was Mark Burley, which a, who's a pitcher, uh, played mostly for the White Sox in the like early 2000s. <clears throat> um, he was in Florida. He, he signed a, a contract in Florida for like, I don't know, a lot of dollars. And then they traded him to Toronto which Toronto bans pit bulls. They ban all pit bulls. Mm. Um, and, and he has, Mark Burley was, is like a pit, he's like a pit bull rescuer. Like, so he had like three or four pit bulls. Um, so he couldn't bring his dogs with him. And he, uh, he like, like just lambasted the president of the team, uh, David Sampson, who uh, is, has a podcast that I listen to on the Dan Levitard network or whatever. Mm. Um, he's a former Marlins, uh, 
he's a he's a son of a bitch and but I'm all, it's also very interesting to listen to like you gotta sometimes you gotta listen to what the enemy is saying so that you know, oh yeah uh, absolutely yeah what, like uh, both sides of it for sure um but uh but he's he was he always regretted doing that because he's like I didn't mean to separate him from his dogs and um and you're right the so I've met some pitbulls um that are fucking amazing and they're great and they're they're super awesome with kids but it is uh, yeah it's so much a lot of it is the owner and and um and I, they're I mean, even the nicest ones are aggressive ass looking dogs. And so, I mean, I don't know, as like a, I, I had, I had dog, I had dogs growing up. I, you know, not, not tiny, tiny dogs or whatever, but we had like bigger, like, I, I had like yeah. a Keyshawn growing up and then, um, Border Collies and then my, my, and my kids are, and we don't have dogs at my house. Like we have cats and, and my, um, my parents have, well, the parents had a dog, a border collie that passed away. But my my brother's dog, which is a gigantic ass—I don't even know what the name of the, the breed of the dog is—gigantic ass dog. Like my little brother who lives in an apartment in Edina, like refuses to bring his dog. So like my parents have this other dog that, they, that lives <laughs> with them that is like super big dog, and like he like wants to jump on people. And uh, like I bring my kids over there, my kids have now have gotten to the point like where they're they're okay with it. But like for the longest time, like the dog was like yelling and bike parking, and, and like the kids are like. What do we do? Like, I don't like. They're fucking terrified of a dog. Like, why are you making? And, yeah, and size and, 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 doesn't always equate to like the danger yeah. of the dog. Like, my friend has a great Dane. It's a gentle. My little bro- my little brother got bit by a tiny Dachshund in the face when he was a kid. You know, my other friend had to put his dog down. That was a little rug rat that like bit three people. That was tiny. So you know, tiny dogs can bite people. They just right. not going to do as much damage as a hundred and thirty pound XL pit bully dog or whatever. You right. know, and, so and, I and, think that's. Yeah, and I agree. Like, I think that the the problem is that there's just so many bad owners of dogs, and there's mm. bad owners of of, of of cats and other animals too. Like, listen, like like my my very first cat when I moved out of my house, I got was from a like was a rescue, and she had been completely completely um, messed up by dudes, and like she mm. it took her for a while, long time to get involved, like get okay with me, and then but any other guy, like I would come like. Women she'd be okay with, but like my friend, like guy friends would come over, we hanging out or whatever. She would be like nowhere near them, or she they would try to pet her, and she would like yeah. whack at him. Eventually, she got she got much better, much better. Or yeah, and so it it happens. Like you know, people yeah, can fuck. My up brother had a really dog hard. that seemed to have like a thing against kids, which was scary when we had we had kids. It seemed to, I don't know if it didn't like just that they were lower to the ground or whatever, but it would it was super nice to all of us, and it would it would kind of growl and bark at the kids and that, that was kind of scary. So I don't know. I don't have a strong take on it either way. I'd like to hear what some of the people from uh, England think about that since, you know, we're not over there and I don't know what their yeah, relationship with dogs yeah, are. I, but, don't, I uh, don't know how many, how many pit bulls are in England. Maybe, maybe there's, I mean, the English bulldogs, obviously like, but like that's like the pit bulls. And yeah. Mexico, those you know, are more different yeah. dogs. So anyways, yeah. <sighs> Sounds good. All right. Well, yeah, let us let us know what you think about the uh, the XL bully dog. Um, I uh, OK, I, I want to go on a quick rant here. That's going to be a lot of ranting. We're ranting about Heath out, although he thought it's more of a celebration. But I, I have a rant about yoga. So I hurt my finger pretty bad like three months ago. So I haven't been able to play basketball, which I play like two, three times a week. So I've been trying to play soccer more but like i can only play much so much soccer a lot of the um pickup soccer that i know about and like my team plays on sundays and then the pickup that i like to play in plays on sundays or on wednesdays and wednesday it's hard for me to get all the way to burnsville after work so i've been looking for other things to do to work out and i've just been doing like a ton of running and i got kind of burned out on rugging running so i started doing yoga which i had done 
a decent amount in the past. And one thing I fucking hate about yoga is so much of it is hot yoga. And I just, I don't understand it. You take this really calm, relaxing, like good workout thing and then you make it like 95 degrees in there. And now all, and like, I'm a pretty big, like sweater. Like I sweat a lot. Like today I had my second shirt on after basketball and my wife's coworker was like, oh, you're pretty sweaty. I'm like, oh no, this is the shirt I put on after I sweat through the other shirt to like drive, <laughs> to be dry. Right. Like this is shirt number two. So like I sweat a lot and I did this 95 degree flow class, which was way too hard. Like at the end of the class, she was like, does anybody have any questions? And I was like, yes, I have a question. Like, what is a much easier class than this one? Like, and I was like, I probably sweat out like two pounds of sweat. I was like, you're going to need a mop for the floor over there. And I just, I think it's like dangerous. Like, like it's just so slippy. You have like a rubber mat and I know it's like a little bit of grip on it, but I, I just don't understand. I know you can maybe it's, you can stretch a little bit wetter when you're warmed up, but like, can't you make it like 78 degrees i mean if you add you make it like five degrees warmer does it need to be 20 does it need to be 25 degrees fucking warmer like i just i think it's stupid and that so then i tried doing the opposite thing i did like the easiest class which was called surrender and then you just laid on the floor the whole time we did like five positions for the whole hour and i kept thinking i was gonna fall asleep in there so then i was like there's got to be something in the middle of like <laughs> i'm killing myself and i'm gonna die in this class and have a heart attack versus i'm gonna fall asleep so then they told me a couple and apparently there's soul and root or whatever. So I did the soul one, which is, which was heated, but it wasn't as hard, but I really, I just think it's like slippery and dangerous. I think we were trying, we did a whole episode where we tried to fix sports and I think this is an activity that I can fix. Like you don't need to be that hot in yoga to get a good workout. Just like do a little bit harder on the positions or whatever. Like, I don't know. I can, so that I just want to fix yoga there. Less, less heat. Yeah, no, man, you're Very uh, down, man. I <laughs> I've never done hot yoga, so I've I have no idea. Uh, I do not I recommend. Have, I have friends who do it. Um, Mel, a good friend of mine, she swears by it. Like that's oh, all so she gross. does. And, and three towels. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yes, I don't like. I mean, I I like being hot in certain circumstances. Yeah, um, I'll go in the steam room if I want to sweat exactly that, much, that, was, that yeah. was exactly gonna be my point like yes I, after i work out if i want to go hang out in like the sauna i'll go hang out in the sauna and sweat it off a little bit like i also I mean, maybe this is partially because like i was a wrestler yeah, um, in high school and college you, so i'm like i'm very much like yeah. i don't like i don't like, I know how to lose like having, having to work out in sweaty in the hot sweaty rooms like um but i mean i generally love the heat i and i don't mind humidity so i think hot yoga yeah, might, I, actually, I, I, might actually be something that i'd be interested in but I'm i like, don't mind if it's like hot outside like i don't mind playing soccer in like 80 degree weather when like i'm gonna sweat but like the sweat's just gonna fall onto the grass and i'm not gonna like slip or whatever but now i'm trying to do the fucking like airplane bent over like one leg as i'm shaking under a pool of water just seems like a recipe for disaster. I just don't, yeah. I don't understand it, but whatever. Um, okay. So, yeah. so yeah, uh, we got a couple things I think we'll save for next week. Um, I want somebody, one of my friends was asking us, Hey, you guys haven't done much on politics in a while. We did the, do the universal voting, but I'd like to talk about, I got a little notice that, um, I, I owe my October, um, college, uh, whatever, uh, debt, payment this month and it has been like three years since it's been um frozen so it's not a big amount but more from principalities standpoint should um public universities be included with our taxes and um but we can we can save that for next week 
Um, and also, I, I have a rant on daylight savings time that um, that I'm starting to really take notes on. I'm I'm pretty upset about this one. If you, but, if, um, you if you save it for like three more weeks, we can do it right right around daylight right be, saving time. Right before it happens. Well, yeah. I want to get like I want to get a, like a movement started to like get Minnesota to like opt out of it. You know, I think so. So that's going to be my platform. You know that there are states that already do that, right? And yeah, have Indiana. You ever, have, you ever, have you ever seen uh, the TV show Veep on HBO? I've seen a lot of few episodes, yeah. Okay, so there's – so in season – I think it's season six. Either season five or season six, um, there is a storyline about um, Jonah, the Jonah Ryan character – trying to get rid of daylight saving time. It's stupid. So I, I would I would I would implore you to watch Okay, that'll be part of my homework. I'll write this yes. in here. Yeah, daylight I think savings I can, I'll, I'll find uh, Yes, yes. I'm sure they, and it's it, I think it starts I think it's season 6, honestly. Um or maybe it's season 5. I can't remember exactly, but it, it's like it's the post Armando Anucci seasons. Uh, so okay, um, yeah. There's he becomes. I know a that Congress. show's gotten a lot of it, critical acclaim and stuff. He, I just he, you know, there's so many so, shows. So it's hard. Tim, Timothy Simon, who's a goddamn genius, becomes he. So he's a, plays a character Jonah Ryan. He uh, he becomes a congressman from New Hampshire, uh, mm. and then he leads a a a, a, a coup, if you will, about uh, daylight saving time. So um, well, there was all this momentum like last year, the year before, federally to get this done, and then it just kind of like died in the vine because I thought it had been passed, and I was like, okay, I think this is the last time like we had to do this, and they're like, oh no, it's like it's been dropped, and I was like, no, why has right. it been dropped? Like I feel like that's so, something we can all agree on. Like across, I will, I, I will try the and find aisle. the episode. I will try and find the season, and I'll send it to you, and then you should watch that, and then we can talk about this because okay. it's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, was there anything else before we want to wrap? Yeah, up Yeah, just the, the very last thing was so I've been trying to go and watch like classic movie like movies but also like classic movies and i've been doing this over the years like citizen kane blah blah all the top like movies or whatever so i have like a list going and i i added um you added some of the movies that you liked also to to my list um and some of them i'd seen when i was younger but i'm trying to like rewatch. so i watched rocky horror picture show for the first time ever because me okay. and my daughter are watching glee and so they were doing some songs from it and i was like i've never seen that i i really like the songs the movie i don't like a lot of musical movies i like to see musicals in person but i don't love the movie versions of them just like Chicago, Moulin Rouge, any of those. Like, I would love to see it at like Chan Dinner Theater or Guthrie or wherever. But I don't, I don't love the movie format of those. So, but I, I definitely I liked the the music a lot. I I wasn't crazy about like the movie and the dialogue. So on Rocky Horror, have you? How old is your daughter? My daughter's ten and a half. Okay, might be a little little too early. But like when your daughter is like. 14, 15, 16, if you can find a midnight movie showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show um, and take her to a midnight movie showing of it. Yeah, they do all the things, right? Like somebody acts uh, it out and they throw toast amazing. or something. She, it, it, okay. I mean, honestly, like she's in the theater even better. That does sound like, even if she's not in the theater, it's like that is Rocky, watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show, like it, it really should be done communally <laughs> on a big screen. With people throwing hot dogs at the at the at the screen, like that's how like that is how <laughs> Rocky Horror should be shown. But it's it is it's still it is it's it's great. And if you like if you like Rocky Horror, um, have you ever seen Clue, the movie Clue? I don't know. I don't think I have. Okay. No. Ch- check out Clue. 
Check okay. out Clue next. Uh, for and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a musical. Um, but if you like okay. a lot of the, a lot of like the uh, actors and things from you know themes from Clue are very prevalent in rock. It, they were built. They were made around the same time. So okay. Oh, I did not know that. And then I okay. watched Purple Rain. You were saying uh, you know it's the greatest movie of all time or whatever musical of all time. And I had seen it when I was younger, but it had been a long. And man, I mean, print. Print is amazing. He's just such a great artist. The songs are remarkable. I mean, it, it, he really – he's a musical genius. I got to say that the movie itself, like the the plot and whatever and just the acting, it just it didn't do a lot for me. I would just be as happy to just grab the record and listen to that and just focus on the music. I didn't really – didn't do a lot for me. It was better than Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I don't know. I, I'd rather just listen to the music personally, so – Anyway, that's that's my two cents. But I am going to keep going through my list here. I have uh, your Dirty Dancing I put at the top of the list because I've seen that when I was younger, but it's been a really long time. So trying to trying to keep up with your vibes here. All right, Eric. I'm not sure if we could be friends after that uh, egregious. I didn't say. Uh, I didn't say against, that. I just it's against the, you know Prince. it is the it it's is not the against greatest. Prince. Prince is a genius, but it's it, not. It's just not a good movie. It's from like Purple Rain is or... the greatest music movie of all time. The music, um, Dirty Dancing might be the closest second. So um, I'm, right. I'm, a little, I'm a little worried about your your Dirty is, Dancing. Is the uh, is the plot better? Is there like is the act, the acting's got it? The acting's better because there's like so real listen. So l- listen, man. Like it's it's a fucking Prince movie. Of course, there's not a plot. The plot the <laughs> the entire story is it's it's Prince's origin story. You need to think of so here's where you I gotta you, pretend so that like, stop. So Other here, people stop, are in it. Stop for a second. You should rewatch Prince with like Purple Rain with this frame. This is Prince's uh, superhero origin story. Rewatch it with that framing. Oh, I don't know if I could watch that one and again. You realize, oh, we, you can watch it again, buddy. It's like the music is the music's great, and here's the music the, is great. The music's amazing. One of the best things. One of the things. The best things about that movie is that like to... the like they. When they released the soundtrack for that movie, right? Um, they didn't like re-record those. They all that shit that was shot in First Ave was shot at First Ave and oh, wow. recorded at That's First cool. Ave. So like, That's they, really cool. like the, the 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 soundtrack to that movie is basically what they were recording when the movie was happening, like when they were filming the movie. So, um, but if you should rewatch Purple Rain uh, as a uh, Prince superhero origin story, I I would say. You could, there's other there's two other Prince movies that I also love that I guarantee you will hate. So I'm not making you watch those <laughs> other two movies. Buy, I think I'll just buy the CDs for those. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, well, you I think you probably already have one, but I'm I'm guessing you don't have the other one. But I'm I'm saying you don't need to watch those movies. But rewatch Purple Rain one more time with like with the idea in your mind that this is a Prince uh, origin, a Prince superhero origin story, like kind of like Batman, like right when when Martha and uh, and uh, uh, you know, Martha Wayne's killed by whomever, and the I did love his motorcycle. And, it made me want to like learn yeah. how to ride a motorcycle and just like drive down these like alleys and like do a little spin move and whatever. You but. can; those alleys still exist in Minneapolis. Like you could still do that if you really wanted to. That's I could do like a, re- a reenactment. I'm, I'm, right. curious, I'm curious about your thoughts on Dirty Dancing. So okay, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to watch it. And I got Clue on yeah. my list now. Um, so are you going to the game tomorrow night for fan appreciation night for the Loons? 
it's, you know, it's, yet yeah, I'm always going to the games for Minnesota United, and I'm definitely going because they, they did a huge fan appreciation favor by taking out Adrian Heath uh, the day before. So, yes, I will be there. Um, I, I you know, uh, speaking of Veep, like, there's a, there's a scene in, I think, season two of Veep where um, Ben uh, tells, uh, Selena tells uh, Julius Dreyfus that, the president's not going to run for re-election and she's like flabbergasted and has like a big ass smirk on her face. And she's like, and he's like, I didn't want to tell you because of that giant fucking smirk on your face. And that's <laughs> how I bet. That's how I felt all day. I have a giant fucking smirk on my face. Like I've told you, I told you, so. I told yeah. you motherfuckers like for seven. Yeah. God damn. Mother well, mo- fucking most coaches years. are going to get fired eventually. I think it's just that. Finally, everybody saw like this isn't going to work out, right? So, like it's so, just it's not going to get any better. I'm not I'm not going to uh, respond right here. If you want to, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna record a podcast tonight on the days I know. Uh, hopefully, with a couple friends. Um, I didn't think this was going to be was going to happen, and I'll talk about no, that for no, this was surprising. Reasons. And yeah, like, he wasn't even on the how, top eight. How it happened? And how it happened? How it happened? And like the way it happened and what happened? I didn't. All those things did not make sense to me after. Yeah. Yeah, I heard surprising. about it. So, um, so yeah, you can check out the Days I Know uh, podcast. Probably dropping probably tomorrow morning. I, I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna record it tonight, but I'm guessing I won't re- uh, get it edited enough before. But yeah, Days I Know uh, podcast, or yeah, follow me at Texas Zeller if you want to get more of my thoughts. I've been trying to be very pathetic yeah. and very yeah. very very tame about things, but like you have been. I will yeah. probably have to I will probably have to dance on somebody's grave at some point. So I'd rather not do it like. When they're uh, you, freshly done. You have a very PR uh, thing going. Are you you running for like president of the club here or something? Going to try to get just, some sort of honorary role or something? Listen, man, I've I've been so associated with this with Heath out for well, long yeah, time. Well, yeah, you have it on I'm your jersey. So. Um, and but I I also I don't like I don't know. The man lost a job, and I don't begrudge anybody who loses a job, okay, even enough. if they're a shitty, terrible person who deserves <laughs> to lose their fucking job. Um, they still lost their job, and so I'm trying to be as mag magnanimous as I possibly can be for as long as I can be, because eventually at some point. Well, that was the word that I couldn't I'm remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mag- magnanimous or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to think of that word. All right. Well, not me. Ding dong. The witch <laughs> is dead. Heath out. Fuck off. <laughs> I am big game grade A 27 on the X Twitter machine and the same thing on Blue Sky. Texas Zeller on uh, the Twitter machine and Blue Sky as well. Yeah, uh, the show fun. is at MN Sports Variety. Hit us up with any questions you got yeah. on X. Come, come party with me in the in the Wonderwall section uh, tomorrow. And celebrate. And who's the – do they do they not – do they have an assistant coach that they've said is – Sean McCauley. Sean McCauley. Sean McCauley. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Yep. All right. Go, uh, go Vikes. Go Ghosts. Go Loons. Peace. Till next week. And Twins, of course. Later. And if you like fish and grits and all the pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, oh, yay, Throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me.